You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 29th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosser. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming at you today on a Wednesday as the Orlando Magic are back home, finally, to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll have a complete preview of that game coming up in just a bit. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about some intangible factors with this Magic team as we get deeper and deeper into the season. And we, we try and figure out how this team is going to get out of this losing stretch. So a couple couple quick issues. One that came from practice, so I'll have some sound from practice coming up in just a bit. But... Let's start off with Wednesday's game. The Orlando Magic will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder down at the Amway Center at 7 p.m. Uh, usual, usual bat time, usual bat channel there, and it should be a good, should be an interesting one at the very, very least. Obviously, the Thunder are a star-studded team: Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George. It's, 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 it's really incredible the amount of talent that they have collected, and 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 they, you know, are a very dangerous team. Yet. They're sitting at eight and eleven. The Magic are eight and thirteen. So these two teams do not have don't have very different records. Of course, the Magic are on a nine game losing streak, so maybe the Magic are feeling a little bit worse about themselves. But there are undeniably some big problems with this Oklahoma City team. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to watch them very much this year, but they uh, they definitely play a lot. Of, they're very heavy iso isolation basketball. They they play a lot of iso ball. They definitely are a team that's still trying to figure out how to make all these disparate pieces fit. There's only one basketball for three guys that are used to having the ball in their hands a lot. And the supporting cast, you know, they kind of had to gut some of their uh, depth and some of their rotation players to make this work. They obviously gave up Victor Oladipo. They gave up the Montes Sabonis. They gave up Ennis Cantor. This is a team that's still trying to figure itself out. And, and there have been a lot of hiccups on the season, as, as the record would indicate. I think most of us expect the Oklahoma City Thunder to figure themselves out at some point, but throughout the season, when you talk to when you talk to some Thunder people, and, and on on Orlando Magic Daily, we'll have we'll have a, a quick Q and A with with the Thunder writer ahead of this game. When you talk to Thunder people, it, it seems like that this is a team that is still figuring itself out, but B. It's kind of like taking turns almost as far as who goes. The offense stagnates a lot. It's a lot of isolation basketball. It's a lot of inefficient basketball. When they get when they do move the ball, they're really effective. And and, and from what I understand, Paul George has played really, really well um in kind of that off-ball role, but it's not the same as when he was with the Pacers and when he was taking over games and dominating games. That's not the role that the Thunder ask him to play, obviously, and obviously the Thunder don't ask him to to don't ask anyone to really take over except for maybe Russell Westbrook. But it, it seems like Billy Donovan is still getting a handle on his rotation and on how to use his players best. You don't see one of those big three on the floor at all time times quite yet, as far as at least the last time that I saw them play. And it did again have that very much a oh, it's your turn to score, Carmelo. Oh, it's your turn to score, Russell. Oh, it's your turn to score score Paul. And while that gives them a lot of weapons, and obviously they have a lot of weapons, that tends to bog down the offense into a series of isolation plays, and, and it doesn't, and it, they, the team doesn't quite get itself moving in the right direction all the time. The one thing, though, that Oklahoma City does exceedingly well is they play good defense. 
This is the third best defensive team in the league according to defensive rating. Um, they play at a very high level defensively, and obviously that gets Russell Westbrook out in transition where he becomes extremely dangerous. Um, so this is not a team, despite their record, to sleep on. This is not a team to, to sit there. They've got the talent to be much better than what they are so far. And I think everyone expects them to turn a corner at some point for it to all begin to click in place. So this is not a typical 8-11 and 11 team. This is not a typical team that's struggling um, that, you know, you think you can pick off. You know, maybe the Magic can catch them on an off night. Certainly, that, that that's possible, I suppose. But this is not a game that you just show up and win. There's no game like that for a team that's on a nine-game losing streak. Uh, and this is not a game where you just kind of bank on a win and put it put it in the tally sheet or put it on the, on the scorebook. This is, a, this is a team that is struggling, but a team that is still very, very dangerous. It's, it's a dormant volcano is probably how I would describe it. So the Magic certainly have their work cut out for them. Um, this, is a, this is a game where the Magic have to play at an exceptionally high level if they're going to win because the Magic's defense struggles. And, and I think against even isolation players, the defense might look a little bit better. But this is still Russell Westbrook we're talking about. This is still Carmelo Anthony we're talking about. This is still uh, uh, Paul George that we're talking about. And if the Magic aren't sharp defensively, uh, whether it be on the perimeter or whether it be in their team schemes to to slow this team down, Oklahoma City will put up a lot of points. They have that capability, especially if they're able to get the ball whipping around the three-point line because they have some good shooters. There are going to be moments where those guys do get hot and the Magic have to withstand those charges, which is something that they haven't done very well and they have to find a way to score against a very good defense. So I think that this is a, a game where the Magic need to, I mean, the Magic need to focus. I mean, I said this the last time, the last time or, or, or a couple days ago at least, um, that the Magic are at a point on a nine-game losing streak where who they play isn't as important as how they play. It does not matter. I mean, game planning the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah, you got to watch out for for what, what Russell Westbrook does and, and, and all that, and, and the Magic... You know, and Frank Vogel said they spent a lot of practice on Tuesday working on their transition defense, which was very poor against Indiana. Has been poor for for the last few few games. Uh, but they the 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 Magic shouldn't be as worried about how to stop the Thunder. They need to be worried about the energy and intensity that they bring and sticking to their principles. And then once that is established, then you can start worrying about your opponents. You're in a nine-game losing streak. It's got to be about you. you got to fix yourself first before you worry about who you're facing. And, and that seems counterintuitive, but I think that's really the, the path that the Magic need to take right now that, that they need to, to focus on if they're, going to, um, if they're going to succeed and if they're going to get out of this losing streak. Um, one of the big questions that I get asked a lot is an update on Jonathan Isaac. I have an update on Jonathan Isaac. He practiced for the first time on Tuesday. He did all the non-contact drills. He's not back to practice fully. Um, Frank Vogel said they were going to see how he felt heading into shoot-around on Wednesday, uh, but the going bet is that he will not play. Orlando will practice again Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. That could be the first time that Isaac's really back in practice, depending on how he feels. So it's looking like Isaac is slowly getting back. It's looking like he's going to come back very, very soon, but... I don't think he'll be back for Wednesday's game. Uh, I would I would say Saturday or sorry Friday at the earliest. Probably more likely they'll bring him back. I would think after the Charlotte game on Monday, give him a full practice, give him a couple practices to get his legs under him, and then throw him back in to the mix from there. So Magic are about to get a big piece back. Um, you know whether it's too late or not, we'll see. But uh, as I've said, whenever anyone's asked me about Jonathan Isaac, I think that. 
the issue that Isaac isn't going to fix all the issues. I think he'll help. Um, I think that he'll he'll add some energy, but he isn't a, he isn't enough of an impact player to fix all the issues that this team has. So they they have their work cut out for them right now. Um, and 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 obviously getting a player of Isaac's importance back um, will be big in in the long run. So we'll we'll see what that what that brings. But it looks like he is beginning to make his way back onto the court, um, beginning to practice a lot more, which is obviously a very very good sign. It is Wednesday, and that means I have a special message for fantasy basketball fans. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league, but it's for daily fantasy. It's my favorite fan. It's my favorite new fantasy game. I, I play it once or twice a week now, and I'll probably be playing it Wednesday. I might even start a special Locked On Magic fan draft draft league if you want to join. And I'll tell you how in just a moment. But let me tell you how draft works. It's really, really simple and really, really fun. It's a draft that lasts for just one night. There's no management. You just set your lineup, you draft your lineup, and you forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. There's no complicated salary cap. It's just a draft. Fantasy sports at its purest. Can you outwit and outsmart the other guys in your league? And you can play a whole bunch of leagues. There's head-to-head leagues where you go heads-up against another player. There's four-team leagues. There's six-team leagues. It's all, all drafted. You just draft your team. Your lineup is set, and you're done for the day. Draft starts every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. Literally, you can pop your phone in and join one right now. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there is a draft for everyone. No salary caps. You play in real-life snake drafts, just like you play with your friends in your season-long league. But it's just one day. It's a daily fantasy game with a draft. So come and join me on Draft today. Just download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOMAGIC. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on Draft. And I'll see you in the Draft room where you'll probably be taking my money. Like I said, I wanted to spend a little bit of today talking about some some kind of bigger picture issues, some things that I've noticed in, in some recent games as as the Magic have gone through this season. Um, you know, a couple of things that I probably hinted at, but I want to I want to kind of set the table again here and talk about them with a little bit more depth. Um you know, I, I was watching Saturday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, and I talked a little bit about it, but I didn't talk about this specific point. And, you know, I think when when I've talked to, to fans, and I, and, I, and I love interacting with my followers and, and my readers and my listeners, and, and that, that's honestly, I get a lot of joy doing that. I get a lot of joy uh, interacting with you guys uh, and hearing what you what you have to say, and then I, I get a lot of you know cues of what what I should be talking about from you guys, and so I want to br- I bring those conversations onto the show um, as much as as much as I you know I, I'm I I think I'm an influencer in the community, and so I, as much as I definitely set the debate sometimes, I list I want to listen to you guys and and, and talk about what you want to talk about, and one thing that I've noticed 
pop up, and, and, and I'm very loath to use this word, but there's definitely been a lot of fans who believe certain players are selfish or certain players are, are, are kind of breaking the system and, and going at it on their own. I don't like using the word selfish. I don't like using the word quit because those are such pejorative terms. And and yeah, I'm around these guys uh, a little bit, and so you know maybe maybe that's part of my bias that that I do like these play. I do like these players as people. I mean, you know, it, uh, we I think we know who we're talking about when we talk about guys who are playing maybe a little bit too selfish. And you know, Evan Fournier is one of them. He's 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 a great guy. Nikola Vucevic, you know, someone that I think a lot of fans have a lot of criticism for lately. Lately, Vuce is is a great guy. And, and so, you know, basketball criticism, I don't think is anything personal, but yeah, I do like these people and I, I I want to see them succeed. I mean, I told a lot of people that I'm very happy for Victor Oladipo that he's found success. I did not expect him to, to reach these heights that he's reached this year with the Indiana Pacers after watching him for three years in Orlando. I thought, I, I just didn't see it coming. And, and unfortunately, basketball is a business and, and I thought the Magic had to make a business decision. And he's proved a lot of people wrong. I mean, he bet on himself and he's won. When the Magic didn't and Oklahoma City didn't. But, so I don't like using the word selfish because I don't think these guys are selfish. I think that these guys are frustrated. I think that these guys are trying their hardest to get the team out of this rut. This this is a group that has experienced a lot of losing and I don't think they're complacent and they like losing. We can get into some of the other arguments about some of that other stuff another day. That I, I, I don't see this as a team that that likes to lose. They want to win. The problem is maybe they don't know how to win because that part is very difficult. It's the hardest thing to learn in this league, I think, is learning how to win. And the only way to do it is to get experience winning. And for five years, the Magic have not won anything. Let's, let's be real. They haven't won anything. And so when we see the team struggle, when we see these leads building up or these deficits growing, very much it feels like there's this here-we-go-again attitude that comes from the team. I I, I certainly feel it among fans. And if if fans are feeling it, I I can't imagine that players don't feel it too. Because remember, I mean, I think Magic fans have been very smart this year. I, I, I really do. And I think the frustration and the anger that the fans are feeling is very much mirrored in the frustration and the anger that the players are feeling. And everyone is a backseat quarterback or, or Monday morning quarterback. And ultimately, the only people that are going to be able to fix anything are the players themselves. But, it's easier said than done. Especially when you don't know it at all. So, what I notice then, having said all that, what I notice then is that the Magic, when they reach these points of difficulties, when they're struggling to, to generate offense or struggling to, to kind of stay in games, that's when we see the team become more isolation heavy. That's when we see the team try and take things on their own shoulders too much. That's when we think, I think we see Evan Fournier try to drive wildly into the paint and just force something. And it's not because he's selfish. It's I, I don't think he's selfish for doing that. I think he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to help the team win. And 
It's just not his game. And that's part of the problem, is the Magic have guys playing roles that they can't succeed in playing, or they're not, or their talent level doesn't allow them to succeed at. Evan Fournier should not be the team's primary perimeter player, perimeter scorer. That's not who he is, in my opinion. What he's really good at is catching the ball in, ro- in rotations off of ball movement. And that's where the Magic have really struggled, is when things are bad, can they keep the ball moving and create offense rather than just force it through tough shots or difficult shots? I don't think Fournier is out there looking to take his own shot. I think he's looking to create something for his team. And yeah, probably his first inkling is to find his own shot because that's the kind of player he is. So I don't think it's selfish necessarily. I think it comes from a good place. But that doesn't mean it's the right play. And I think what we see, and and this is a big problem for the Magic, is we see... Fournier do that. We see Vucevic start forcing up shots. We see Aaron Gordon trying to force his own shots. And in Aaron Gordon's case, I love I, I love Aaron to death. I think he's a very good player. He's had a fantastic season so far. Aaron is probably stat hunting a little bit, but let's let's leave that aside for now. That's that's a debate and a, and a talk topic for another day. But I think what we're seeing in these moments is the Magic lose trust. And that's the part they can't give up on. I've said this after several losses. When the Magic are struggling to score, when the Magic are struggling to play, that's when they need to trust each other more. If they had complete buy-in to their system, they would be they would be play they would be fighting for each other even more when the team is struggling and not trying to force play to get them back to that point, to get them back to that good feeling, to get them back to that confidence. Their confidence should be born out of their trust in each other. And that's been the difficult part of the season. Against Philadelphia on offense, you could kind of see that trust go away. But really, it's been on defense that we've seen that trust go away even more. You know, the one thing that annoys me about Nikola Vucevic, uh, the, the biggest thing that annoys me about Nikola Vucevic on defense, because I know he's a better defender than what he's shown this year, is when he drops on pick and rolls. He gives a more or less free line drive to the basket to guards coming around pick and rolls when he drops. And it's 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 a play that is a, is, is a quote-unquote safe play. You can at least catch the guy as he's coming around the screen. And I think some of the reason that he's dropping so much instead of blitzing, which I don't think Vucevic should blitz, but he should certainly hedge a little bit more or, or set his angle a little bit higher. I think some of that is he doesn't trust the defense behind him or the defense in front of him. He doesn't trust that Alfred Payton comes around, will get around that screen and challenge the guard. He doesn't trust that the back, the weak side help will be there to cover the role man. And ultimately, that's going to be one of the big keys to get the magic out of this rut. Is will they trust each other to help each other get get out of the rut? 
No one's going to be able to do it alone. Five individuals will not break this losing streak. And I think we saw that even Monday. On Monday, the Magic had some really nice defensive stretches. Where they fought really hard for each other. They, they covered each other on, on the weak side. Terrence Ross had some nice steals. Um, against Philadelphia, he had some nice deals early on. But when they don't trust each other, that's when you get kind of the embarrassing plays. That's when the Pacers built their lead out to 17. That's when the Celtics embarrass the Magic, or the Jazz embarrass the Magic, or the or the Wolves embarrass the Magic. You got to play angry. You got to play with intensity. But you also got to play with trust. Frank Vogel likes to say the team needs to trust the pass. That's not so much about just passing the ball for passing's sake. That's about trusting that if you give up, that you give the ball up and make the right play or make the right read, you're going to get the ball back. Or you're going to set up a shot very, very quickly. It's about, again, trusting the system that you're running and your teammates essentially to do their jobs. And to help you do yours. Sometimes it is really about just oversimplifying things. On pick and rolls, Nikola Vucevic maybe shouldn't worry about the roll man. Just contain the ball handler. And trust that someone's going to come guard the ball, cover the roll man for you. And really all these minor mini decisions, they cascade. They build upon each other. And eventually, that one breakdown, it's not about the one breakdown at the point of attack. It's the breakdown beyond it that that causes a lot of harm. Again, it's not going to take one person to get out of this rut. It's going to take five. And, you know, as I've said on numerous occasions and as, I, as I've talked about on this show several times, the Magic get their energy from their shooting. And that is a big problem. Because Orlando needs to get its energy from each other and from their defense to succeed. The offense will come. This is a good offensive team. Let's let's be real. This Magic team, this team that was 29th in the league in offensive rating last year and was one of the worst offensive teams probably in team history, this is a good offensive team this year. They will score points. I they, they go through droughts, sure. But when they play energetic defense, the offense is fine. It's not a concern. It's still the defense. And defense is all about trust and energy and intensity. And it's also about something else, which was talked about extensively at practice on Tuesday. And that's something else is toughness. You know, I was I was reading a, a Boston Celtics blog after Friday's game. And uh, they do a kind of view from the other side thing or they, they collect tweets and comments throughout the game and, and just kind of put them all in a kind of stream of consciousness. And I actually kind of kind of like that style. And they're they're a little more off the cuff than maybe I am as as as, as a reporter and writer. Um, they'll, they're definitely a little bit more, you know, kind of on the fan and passionate side. Uh, but a lot of the comments 
that I saw on that site talking about the Magic's loss, and it was a big loss. They got they got beat up and blown out that game. A lot of the comments I saw, I saw a lot of the S-word. And I'm talking about the Enzo Amore special here. A lot of them were calling the Magic soft. And I hate that term because it can mean a million different things. I mean, I have been... You know, I feel like a lot of debates sometimes that that I'll get into unwitting. Sometimes, sometimes, and most of mostly it's my fault, and I need to take a step back sometimes. But I, I I will get into a lot of debates with people, and I'll see words like that, and I'll say like, look, I don't want to comment on that. I don't know what a I don't know how you define it. I don't know how I define it, and it's just so hard to quantify. Let's 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 stick to what we know. And, and, and whether, if you want to call it that, let's call it that. I mean, I, I, I've been in a constant debate with, with, with a follower about whether Frank Vogel gets angry enough. And I would tell him he gets plenty angry. I've seen him angry. Just because he doesn't show it on the sideline doesn't mean he's not angry. But he, I, I feel like we both kind of agree on a lot of things, but he has a very specific definition of the word, and I have a very specific definition of the word, and that is preventing us from having meaningful dialogue. And, and 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 to him, I will apologize for that on this show. And and I think I've I think I've told him that, you know, I think we're defining the word very differently. Um, but we're agreeing essentially on 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 what needs to happen. Um, you know, or, or, or at least at least coming to a, an understanding of, of where we want to be. But in any case, what several magic players talked about after Tuesday's practice, was an apparent lack of toughness. And I'm not sure I know quite what that word means, except that you know it when you see it. And I would agree completely at this point that this Magic team has lacked a mental toughness that they will need. This Magic team is struggling to respond to runs. It's a point where when teams punch them, they don't punch back. Teams know eventually if they put on a run long enough, if they keep coming at them, the magic will simply wilt. And it was, to me, the biggest problem the magic faced last year. And it's... Call it whatever you want. I don't like using the Q word because it's such a pejorative, negative term. But call it what you want. It was, and still remains, a major problem for the Orlando Magic. So, how do the Magic go about learning toughness? How do they go about getting this? That is a really tough nut to crack. As Jonathan Simmons, probably a guy that everyone on everyone watching would agree is is a tough dude, considering his how he grew up and what he had to do to make this league. He says it's innate. 
He says it's, it's not something you can teach. It's something within you. It's something personal that you have to grow and develop. He said, it's the will to want to win. And it's something you've got to find in yourself. Coach Frank Vogel had kind of a a similar statement about it. You got to practice them hard. You got to set your standard high. But at the end of the day, it's up to each player to find that within himself. And these are the times that try a team like the Magic. Where they find out who they are and what they can do. It's an adversity that character is revealed. And yes, the Magic have lost nine straight and a lot of character has been revealed. A lot of things don't seem like they have changed from last year. For a lot of players. And as and, and, and when you draw the microscope back and look at the long term, that is invaluable information for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond as they figure out what to do next with this team and how to grow this team in its future. But for the short term, that means the Magic have to find it themselves. I've said this numerous times. Everything that Magic players have said, they have said in the past. They know exactly what the answers are to these questions. But they're the ones that have to do it. The coaching staff can't get that can't scheme around this. It's all on the players to display that grit, that toughness, whatever you want to call it to display that ability to work through this this adversity and get back into the game. It's not 100% clear when this will all click in, or if it even will. The Magic will win a game at some point this year. They will find a way. But right now, they've got to be a little angry. They've got to play with urgency. They've got to realize that, A, this season is far from over. I've heard people say the Magic should just tank and are ready to pack it in this season. It's still November. The Magic are, what, three games out of the final playoff spot? Nothing is settled yet. There is a long, long way to go. And the schedule is going to finally give a little bit of a reprieve next week. After they play Golden State on Friday, they're at New York Sunday, at Charlotte Monday, home versus Atlanta Wednesday, uh, uh, and then uh, and then I think they go the, the schedule lightens up. They got de- they got LA Clippers without Blake Griffin coming up next Wednesday. They've got another they got a trip to Atlanta next Saturday. There are wins to be had if you believe in this team still, which which I still do. Cuz I I think that the team from the first 8 games is as real as the team from the last 9. So I do think that there is light at the end of the tunnel at some point. It's just a question of whether you build on that momentum when it comes, and, and that'll be a question we'll, a- we'll ask another day. But right now, the Magic need to display some grit. They need to display some toughness. They need to prevent those big runs. They need to 
fight back when it comes time to fight back. And so the focus for this team is not necessarily on X's and O's. It's intangibles. It's something deep, deeply embedded in every player on this roster. And it's going to take, like I said, every player on this roster to get out of this rut. And we'll see if the Magic can do it. Because Wednesday night is the first opportunity. Alfred Payton said uh, on Tuesday, you know, maybe we'll look back at this week at Oklahoma City and Golden State as the, the games that turn this season around. That kind of sunny optimism is nice. And I appreciate it. And I wouldn't expect anything else from these players. But the time to talk the talk is done. It's time to walk the walk. And the team's going to have to get a little nasty to do that. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock over at the Amway Center. You can watch it on TV on Fox Sports Florida as well as NBA League Pass if you're not in the Orlando area. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. Be sure to follow as well uh, our good pals over at uh, LockedOnNBA. The LockedOnNBA network officially has its own podcast, has its own Twitter feed. Follow it at LockedOnNBANet. You will get every single LockedOnNBA podcast on that Twitter feed. So if you're looking to Learn a little bit more about some of the other teams around the league. That is your best bet to go to to do so and to learn, um, uh, and and learn a little bit more about the team or about those teams and everything else. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, I will see you in the draft rooms over on Draft later today. I hope, maybe not. Remember to use promo code LOMAGIC to get a free free play with your first deposit. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.